Welcome to another episode of Season 2 of Cohort W. I am your host, Usawak faculty member and current Warren Officer Historical Foundation Fellow, CW5 Leonard Bomany. Now, on today's episode, my incredible guests will share some personal and professional experience, mentorship, and leadership as an Army Warrant Officer and leader. The Warrant Officer will then examine how this insight should ultimately influence action, development, and education within their branch, and possibly even the greater cohort. The conversation is directed at leader development, talent management, and what they are doing to support the Army for large-scale combat operations. All Cohort W guests have an opportunity to share a favorite anecdote from their career as a senior warrant officer. Today, I am joined by the Chemical Corps' very own 4th Regimental Warrant Officer, CW3 Hills. Thanks so much for your time today, sir. Sir, it's my honor and my pleasure to be able to um, participate in this interview with you. I appreciate you taking the time to reach out. Absolutely. Can you share a little bit with the uh, uh, audience about yourself? Absolutely. Um, Chief Warrant Officer 3, Humphrey B. Hills II. Uh, I was born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I was selected as the Warrant Officer candidate and qualified as a CBRN technician in 2011. I am also one of the first selected and qualified CBRN technicians of our cohort. Uh, obviously, we're able to uh, speak a little bit to the specifics of your MOS uh, and title, but um, what about your duty position? It's one of the first in the uh, 740 Alpha field. Uh, can you tell us about your duty position? Sure. Um, I'm a 740 Alpha MOS uh, CBRN technician. I serve as the regimental chief warrant officer of the Chemical, Biological, Radiological, and Nuclear Regiment. I'm the Senior Warrant Officer Advisor to the 32nd Chief of Chemical. For the duration of this interview, to alleviate saying chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear, I'll use C-burn for short. Um, now, people may wonder, uh, CW3 as the Regimental Chief Warrant Officer? Yes, absolutely. Um, our cohort is only 11 years young. 11 years young. Uh, that is fascinating. And and that kind of brings me uh, to this next point. Um, you know, the chemical core uh, doesn't quickly come to mind when people initially think of a warrant officer. So can you tell the listeners about some of the uh, background regarding this job? Sure, sir. Absolutely. Um, ironically enough, uh, each unit in the Army has a CBRN officer, a CBRN NCO, and or a CBRN specialist. Um, so we assess our CBRN technicians based off previous CBRN defense and operational experience. Primarily, uh, those personnel will have served in some type of leadership capacity inside of the CBRN regiment, whether it be squad leader, platoon sergeant, uh, CBRN staff NCO at the battalion in higher echelons, uh, chemical reconnaissance detachment NCOs, or even survey team leaders on the civil support uh, teams for the Army National Guard candidates, just to name a few. Uh, prim primarily, we assess CBRN NCOs, typically staff, sergeants and sergeant first class, with seven to 12 years of active federal service. Uh, so even prior to being selected and completing the Warrant Officer Candidate School, our personnel are, are well-versed in leadership 
and have a very good idea of how to function as a CBR and defense tactical and technical expert. We build upon that expertise with a 14-week CBR and warrant officer basic course to ensure that, that they receive an in-depth baseline foundation relative to CBR and defense equipment and analytics to include theory of operations. Aside from the Warrant Officer Basic Course, 740 Alphas also attend the CBR and Warrant Officer Advanced Course as CW2s. And next year, we will implement uh, the Phase 3, which is the tech phase of our Warrant Officer Intermediate Level Education as a continuum for our professional military education. This is aside from multiple other functional courses that contribute to learning. Um, 740 Alphas reside at multiple echelons throughout the Army. Uh, mainly inside of our CBRN companies, battalions, and brigades. In just 11 short years, we actually went from being CBRN technicians assigned to field artillery, air defense artillery, and MI battalion, or military intelligence battalions, to under a force design update serving in CBR, CBRN units at the echelons that I just mentioned. We've also since expanded to serving at the United States Army Combating Weapons of Mass Destruction agency, also known as USANCA, the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, and the White House Military Office, in, a, in addition to um, Corps and Division Headquarters, just to name a few. As we continue to grow our cohort, you know, we look forward to seeking um, additional opportunities in different communities across the Army and the joint level. That is an absolute fantastic roll-up, and uh, uh, they must keep you pretty busy. Um, yes, sir. And, you know, for the for the most part, aside from the CBRN units, we, we, we primarily are one deep um, in those positions. Uh, but my duties specifically include advising, again, you know, the commandant of the U.S. Army Seaburn Regiment on all matters relative to CBRN warrant officers with special emphasis on personnel training and leader development. Uh, providing leadership and lifestyle management for CBR and warrant officers across the regular Army, Army National Guard, and United States Army Reserve component. I assist in the planning, coordination, and synchronization of countering weapons of mass destruction-related proponent activities across the .mil PF uh, domains, and fostering and maintaining key strategic partnerships within the Department of Defense, national and international CBR and communities. Just to name a few. Um, but above all, you know, in the words of, of, of the commanding general of trade, General Funk, leadership is a contact sport. I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, so I make it my business to get out and spend time with not only my 740 Alpha brothers and sisters, but also the soldiers. Um, it still brings me great joy to get out on the troop trails in the mornings and run with the soldiers. You know, this allows for when I show up to their training. Um, that they know who I am and not just a picture. I want to ensure that even our young troopers in advanced individual training know and understand, you know, that a future opportunity for them to join this elite warrant officer cohort awaits them as long as they continue to strive for excellence. We've also turned uh, to social media as a recruiting platform. I can be found on Facebook under the name Chemical Corps Regimental Chief Warrant Officer. Um, and, and on that page, you know, that page was, was created and designed to promote the 740 Alpha cohort by sharing news, information, good news stories, and overall training and events that 740 Alphas are a part of. Of course, you know, we keep operational security um, at the forefront of this operation. 
This has also proven to be a contributing factor in recruiting our 74 Delta personnel with aspirations to be uh, CBR and warrant officers. You know, so just that roll up alone, I, I, I stay pretty busy um, and active within not only the CBR and community, but also across the Army, sir. Did you find it challenging uh, rising to become a member of such a visible command team? Well, um, that's a that's a really, really good question, sir. And and actually, um, I did it. What I did, I surround myself by senior warrant officers and also uh, senior leaders. You know, with that experience and that expertise. So I, I'm always looking for innovative ways to ensure that I'm value added. You know, also having constant communication. Uh, you know, with the commandant. And then the regimental command sergeant major to ensure that I'm nested with the priorities um, in line with not only the commandant, you know, but also the chief of staff and army, sir. You know, you'd mentioned that you were uh, working uh, and it sounds like developing an initial ILE sort of uh, experience. So are speaking to that, are there warrant officers specific initiatives or focal points regarding leader development and talent management that you would like to uh, communicate? with the other warrants in your branch and the leaders they support? Um, absolutely, sir. Um, my message, you know, to, to fellow warrant officers is clear. You know, to be effective uh, from, from, from my standpoint as a warrant officer, you, you have to first understand how your capability supports the broad scheme of things. Um, you, you must be engaged with your leadership and the staff around you because, you know, of course, we all know relationships do matter. Uh, you must understand what makes your leaders tick, how they think, what's on their mind, and you must provide factual data when called upon. Because, I mean, that's just what warrant officers do, you know, provide uh, factual data for commanders to make informed decisions. Because your credibility is all you actually have. And, you know, once you lose that, it's tough to regain. You know, so we, we are a young up-and-coming program. And there are many opportunities out there uh, that await the 740 Alpha cohort. Um, so we must continue to not only educate ourselves, but others, accept challenges, be engaged and make ourselves known in, in a positive light in anything that we can do. Obviously, you're, you're, you're focusing in on a, an aspect of um, what I like to think is specific to warrant officer leadership and a character of warrant officer leadership. How, how do you think those uh, focal points relate to making the members of your entire branch more lethal? and ready to support large-scale combat operations and multi-domain operations? Thanks for that question, sir. Um, you know, and again, as I've just stated, you know, one way is to get educated. Um, this includes professional reading. I've taken it upon myself um, since being in the sea to establish the, warrant, the regimental chief warrant officer reading list. Um, and this provides a list of books, you know, to our 740 Alpha population to get after because, what we've noticed is more often than not, you know, leaders tend to pose the question of what are you reading? You know, and the answer to this question has a potential to start a conversation or draw on a, a, a negative counseling session. Um, and I'd much rather be on the side of having a conversation regarding uh, what I'm actually reading or um, recommendations, you know, from senior leaders. And, you know, this is in addition to reading and understanding our already established uh, doctrine that it's out there already. Okay. So you knew this, this question was probably coming based upon that, that response. Um, what are you currently reading? So I'm, I'm currently reading a couple of books, sir. Um, 
team of teams by General McChrystal is one of them. The second nuclear age um, is another one. And nonviolent communication, just to name a few. Um, I started the list uh, with, you know, six books, try to keep it under 200 pages. Um, I've only uh, published one iteration thus far, uh, looking to publish a second one here in the second half of the year. But currently, those are the books that I'm currently reading, sir. What education or training, whether technical or common core, do you see being relevant and impactful to the development of your branch warrant officers? And can you explain why you feel this way? In order for us to remain relevant um, in our profession, we have to be first well-versed in our core functions. And those are assess, protect, and mitigate. And I'll go into um, how we do that. So, you know, we do this by assessing CBRN threats and hazards to provide situational understanding of CBRN environments, uh, protecting combat power and lethality to reduce risk to the force and mitigating the consequences of exposure to hazards with risk reduction capabilities for both personnel and equipment. Um, This is essential as we continue to pivot to support multi-domain operations and large-scale combat operations. So we we look at this focus um, and we are continuing to revamp, if you would, our professional military education to focus on um, initially those three functions to ensure that we're actually value added as it relates to uh, multi-domain operations and large-scale combat operations. Earlier, you, you you had mentioned a little bit about sessions and going out and finding those uh, savvy 74 uh, Delta. So that gets down to uh, talent management. And uh, it's a critical component to organizational success. And it's, you know, it's known by many across the Army right now that uh, there's a lot of focus on warrant officer talent management. I, I guess this next part is, is really just trying to figure out uh, how do you and your branch approach the recruitment and subsequent management of talent? Uh, so that's a very good question as well, sir, and I appreciate it. You know, in addition to the, the, the social media platform that I spoke of earlier with the Chemical Corps Regimental Chief Warrant Officers page, we have a significant number of 740 Alphas inside of our Seaburn formations, and that's, you know, active Army, Army National Guard, and the Reserve component. Um, so this allows us to actually be up close and personal, you know, with our non-commissioned officers and the soldiers to not only identify talent and potential, but to also coach, teach and mentor across the force. We've come to know that having those warrant officers embedded in those formations, it, you know, it, it it draws the attention of the junior NCOs and, and, and soldiers and they start asking questions. Um, we also work hand in hand with our enlisted counterparts at the Human Resources Command and the Warrant Officer Recruiting Team. And I personally conduct battlefield circulation to engage with senior leaders, non-commissioned officers and soldiers as another source of, of, of recruitment. So every day, a part of our informal responsibilities is to actually go out there and find our replacement. If anybody hasn't followed Mr. Hills on social media, I promise you. He ain't kidding when he says he's out there, you know, working that pavement and and visiting, uh, you know, soldiers cross compo. It doesn't matter. He's a very, very busy uh, regimental warrant officer. What would you say 
to a, a, a young warrant officer, or, or perhaps they're not even a warrant officer yet. Perhaps they're an NCO or a young soldier that aspires to someday rise to the position that you now hold. My, my message would be short and simple, sir. Um, you know, stay focused, be humble, build and foster positive relationships, take on the tough jobs, and always look to learn something new. And so it's been said that experience is the best teacher. So as both the fourth regimental warrant officer, you know, in the Kim Corps, and just as a, a you know, a, a tenured warrant officer in the army, what experience, success, or even failure have you learned from the most? Oh, that, that's a very good question, sir. Um, I contribute a large portion of my success to being humble and mm-hmm. remaining grounded in what I believe in, you know, and that's that I can do anything that I put my mind to, and I will do it well. Um, I I learned a tough lesson during my first assignment as a warrant officer. I was assigned to a field artillery battalion, having never served on a staff in my 12 years as an enlisted CBRN soldier. I had zero experience serving on a staff, as all of my enlisted assignments were in leadership positions. I had a heart-to-heart conversation with my battalion commander, And I expressed to him that this was my first staff assignment and that I required a little patience, you know, to figure this thing out. Having that conversation afforded him to understand that I was not yet an expert. However, I was willing to learn and I would figure it out eventually and quickly. Lo and behold, you know, I served as the battalion S3 actual in that unit for eight months uh, with the operational tempo of the unit continuing. And, you know, when I speak of field artillery battalions, training never stops. Um, And I survived. So, you know, not only did I survive, I actually won the confidence of the command and the unit in my craft. Uh, That first assignment and the significant emotional event of walking into the unknown propelled me into the warrant officer that I am today. So it kind of builds off of the question we just had, but uh, do you have an, an interesting or a formative anecdote from your career that you would like to share with our audience? Could be funny, could be inspirational in your development as both an officer and a senior warrant. Well, I, I would just say, um, as I mentioned in the beginning of the interview, um, I, I'm a chief warrant officer three, you know, serving as the regimental chief warrant officer of the CBRN regiment. Um, This is potentially the role of a chief warrant officer five, which means I actually really had to grow up before I wanted to. Um, So understanding the magnitude of the position, you know, I rose to the challenge and I'm determined uh, to make a difference and a significant impact because I don't want to be remembered as just holding the title of RCWO. Um, So I made it my business to surround myself with senior warrant officers and senior officers to coach and mentor me in the right direction, and it has proven to be the right decision thus far. Um, in addition to that, uh, I had to learn officership. Uh, th- this is by far the toughest transition to being an effective warrant officer after being um, a successful non-commissioned officer for so long. I-, I would also say to junior warrant officers, you know, not only in my field, but in all branches and MOSs, uh, don't be afraid of the challenge, you know, better yet, accept it, embrace it, take it on, because uh, it, it'll, it'll definitely make you stronger and, and help you in the long run. 
Well, Mr. Hills, um, I think you, uh, you know, just having an opportunity to chat with you right now and considering that uh, in, you know, your position, I, I think you've embraced the challenge. You, you rose to the occasion, you've embraced the challenge, and uh, I know you're not just holding the seat. I can tell. Is there anything else you'd like to, to add for the listeners? You know, as as I look across the force at junior warrant officers, we we often t- we often tend to you know kind of pigeonhole ourselves just inside of what we're comfortable with. Um, so I, I would challenge you know each warrant officer out there if you don't already, you know, reach out across the branches and the MOSs because there's a plethora of of warrant officer expertise out there. You know, not only professionally. But also personally, you know, and I'm making my business to ensure that I know warrant officers across all of the warfighting functions because, you know, the warrant officer cohort is a, a very tight knit group. Um, and I would just say, you know, reach out, um, share your expertise, share your experience. And again, you know, every day look for your replacement. Well, it is so great to hear warrant officers talk. Uh, not just doctrine, but in your case, true organizational leadership and management and share that mentorship with those they seek to serve. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing how a warrant officer's leadership in their branch can ultimately contribute to meeting the doctrinal requirements for both the current and future fight. For updates on Cohort W and the Warrant Officer Historical Foundation, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Simply search for at W-O-H-F one nine one eight or the Warren Officer Historical Foundation. Finally, to learn more about how you can support programs like this, please visit warrantofficerhistory.org.